0: you are now listening to the nicole gonzalez podcast with me your host nicole gonzalez for more information you can find me at nicolegonzalezrights.com Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Nicole Gonzalez. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you never miss another podcast episode. And if you like the show, if you've ever gotten helpful content from it, please go in and give it a rating and review however you listen to it because the more positive reviews that we get, the more the platform shows us to other people who have never heard of us. And it only takes about 30 seconds of your time, and I would really appreciate it. Okay, so today I'm going to talk about mastering your emotions, which so many of us struggle with controlling our emotions, and I believe that there's a very specific reason for that. Why, you might ask? Well, because we weren't taught how to control them. Just think about your entire life. No one's ever encouraged you to express your emotions or to go ahead and scream, go ahead and cry uncontrollably. We were all taught to suppress our emotions. And I think that's why we struggle controlling them because we weren't taught how to master them and how to let them out. So if you want, just think of a child. Children are super emotional, and I'm actually picturing my three-year-old daughter right now who often cries uncontrollably sometimes. She's explosive. She's energetic. She's wild. And I love all those things about her, but sometimes I don't give the best response in the moment when she has those explosive moments. She might be crying, and I'll say, baby, why are you crying? You don't have to cry. Don't cry. Don't don't be sad. And when I say those things, I don't mean to suppress her emotions, but it's real. Sometimes I just say that as a response because either A, I'm not sure what to say in the moment, or B, maybe I'm too busy thinking about something else and I'm not truly focusing on her. And I don't like admitting that. I'm just being honest right here. And I'm being honest because I know I'm not alone billions of people do that to their kids. We also do it to our friends, our partners, to people at work. It's because we're either focusing on something else that is more important in our mind, or it's because we don't know how to comfort that person. None of us have been taught how to comfort someone who's going through an emotion that makes us as the outsider feel uncomfortable. So what we do is we encourage the people or the person who's going through that emotion to stop being sad and stop crying and stop being angry. Just get back to a state of happiness because happiness is the emotion that makes us, again as the outsider, feel comfortable. However, when we do that, what we're really doing is we're encouraging those people on a deeper level to suppress their emotions. And let's be real, like always feeling happy at every moment of the day is completely unrealistic. It's unsustainable. And we're all going to feel a range of emotions on a regular basis. And that is okay. So when people around us are feeling those emotions, that is completely normal of them to do so. Instead of getting uncomfortable and telling them not to feel that way, we need to practice how we respond. So maybe we can allow them to feel that way and say, "Do you guys need help? Do you need a hug? Do you need someone to hear you?" You know, if my if my child comes to me and they're crying, I don't want to say, "Stop crying. You don't have to cry." I'm going to say, "What happened? Do you need a hug right now? Or do you need me to hear you? What what's going on?" A lot of times we want to fix the problem for the people that we love when they're feeling sad or they're feeling mad, but maybe they don't want us to fix the problem. Maybe they just are coming to us feeling emotional and want to talk to us about their problems. So asking them, what do you need right now? Do you need a hug? Do you need me to listen? Or do you need me to actually help and fix your problem for you? So don't be so quick to suppress other people's emotions because then they're going to learn to bottle up their feelings and express them in an unhealthy way down the road. So that is what likely happened to most of us growing up as children. We were told that we're too emotional, uh, especially as girls. I, I know that firsthand in my experience. We were told that, you know, we're too emotional. We should stop crying, stop being so dramatic, just be happy all the time. And that's why there are millions and millions of adults who now struggle to control their emotions because they were never taught. So I'm going to share with you guys two things today that will help you to control your emotions regardless of your age. I don't care if you're 15 or if you're 75 or you're somewhere in between, we can all learn to control our emotions over time. And with practice, this can be another learned skill and another healthy habit that gets stored into your subconscious mind. So tip number one, stop trying to control your emotions. And I know this one's super hard because the whole purpose of controlling them is to do exactly that, try and control them. I know. But the thing that you need to understand is that it's not healthy to hold them in. We have to let them out. Holding our emotions into our body is actually not healthy at all. And I talked about this in my book. I compared it to freshly baked brownies in the kitchen. So let's say someone baked a delicious smelling batch of brownies and left them in the kitchen, but you're not allowed to eat them. The more they sit there and the more you stare at them and the more you smell them and the more you want to eat them. But you can't because you're not allowed to. Your emotions are the same exact way. The more they build up inside of you, the more you want to release them and the more you need to release them, but you can't, because you were told to suppress them. It's not healthy and you have to get them out. So I want you to remember that. Tip number one in trying to master your emotions is to stop trying to control them. Allow them to get to be released from your body. And another thing while we're talking about emotions is that emotions and stress actually get stored into your body in really different ways. There are a lot of books in psychology out there right now that talk about this subject, but the book I read was called The Secret Language of Your Body by Ina Siegel. And she's Russian, so I hope I said that right, Ina Siegel. And the book may seem a little woo-woo-y to some people, but it was really informative because it talks about how we hold certain emotions in the body and where they get stored. So destructive emotions like resentment, fear, depression, anger, failure, jealousy, hopelessness, all emotions like that, they can get stored in different places within your body. So an example that I'm going to give you guys is a personal example. A while ago when I went on maternity leave and I wasn't working or contributing much financially because I had to take a break from work and have these babies, and we're still kind of in that position now but at this point i've started my own business and we're certainly in a different place but anyhow when we first transitioned into you know being parents and having and focusing more so on one income instead of two my husband's back started hurting consistently and he had had back pain before and he had surgery on his back and it went away so he was better for a while at this point but when it came back perfectly time or you know perfectly timed around the same time that I had gone on maternity leave, I knew it wasn't a coincidence. So I was very interested I went and grabbed this book when he was talking about his back pain for multiple days in a row and I asked him where the pain was and he said it was his lower back so I went. Like I said, I grabbed this book, I scrolled to the page, went to the index actually because there's an index in the book that tells you like where are you hurting, back, neck, ears, eyes, and it tells you which page to flip to. And I went to the page that talked about back pain and I read it out loud to him. And I have it here so I'm going to read it to you guys too. But when feeling lower back pain, these are some of the things that are contributed to it. Feeling insecure about how you will support yourself financially. Constant worry about your survival and how you are going to pay the bills. Holding on to unresolved anger from childhood, feeling like a victim, struggling, suffering, controlling, focused on limitations and negativity and why you can't do things instead of how you can. So, like I said, this was at the same point that I went on maternity leave and we were now mostly surviving on my husband's income. And all of a sudden, his lower back was in a lot of pain. And I don't think it's a coincidence because lower back pain has a lot to do with feeling insecure about supporting yourself financially. Constant worry about survival and how you are going to pay the bills. So when you are insecure about finances and you're concerned about your survival, it goes to the lower part of your back. And I find that so interesting. And there's like this kind of um, like the analogy of like the whole world is Going to your back, you know, you're carrying the world on your back. That's how it gets stored, especially with men and especially with finances. So, once I had read this to him and we kind of talked it out and we crunched the numbers and we knew that we were going to survive, a couple days passed and all of a sudden his lower back pain went away. So, I find that very, very interesting. So, I want you guys to understand that when we don't release our emotions and we bottle them all up inside, They get stored in different places of your body. And another example, I know for me, and a lot of women can probably relate to this, but whenever I go get a massage, it's like my favorite thing to do. I'm always asking for massage gift cards either on Christmas or Mother's Day or my birthday. But the masseuse that I work with, I know that they always spend the most time in my shoulders. And they say that I'm always told that I have so many knots in my shoulders and i don't think that's a coincidence because i think a lot of women feel like they are carrying the world on their shoulders especially moms there's there's so much that you need to do on a daily basis to keep your family in check and to keep these kids alive and you know you we feel stressed and overwhelmed and you know like i said i have the book right next to me so i'm going to read but upper back pain involves feeling like you're carrying the world on your shoulders, feeling stressed and overwhelmed by all the things that you have to do, lack of trust, frequent worry, fear, negativity, perfectionism, and limitation, feeling unsupported by life and people around you, or too much thinking. So I I think it's, I don't think it's a coincidence at all that I always have these knots in my shoulders because I constantly feel like I'm trying to carry the world on my shoulders. And so again, I know I'm like kind of repeating myself here, but different emotions get stored in different places in the body. You know, my husband struggle or um, he, he gets concerned and insecure or like has this fear of like finance, finances and he feels like he has to support financially. So he gets back pain in his lower back. But I often feel like I have so much to do. I have to, you know, make dinner and get these kids to bed and bathed. And I have my own work to do. And, you know, I have clients to work with. And I've got all these other things going on. I feel like I'm carrying the world on my shoulders. So my back pain, I tend to get knots in my shoulders, feeling like I'm carrying the world on my shoulders. So emotions get stored into your body in very different ways. And it's so important to let them out. So that is tip number one. Stop trying to control them. Let the emotions get out of your body. Tip number two, as you work toward mastering your emotions, is to get curious about them. When you feel a certain emotion, after you get that feeling out and after you release those feelings from your body, I want you to ask yourself, why did I just get so emotional? Usually our emotions are a reaction to something that somebody else did or something that somebody said, or something that happened. And if we can take a step back and get really curious about what just happened and ask ourselves, why did that thing just trigger me? We can usually connect it to something that happened in our past. So maybe somebody just said something to you that got you really angry and you yelled at the person. But if you step back in reality, that person didn't do anything wrong. Maybe their words triggered you because it was something that your dad said to you when you were a child that made you feel small and insignificant. Maybe it was something that made you feel bullied or invisible, made you feel not seen. So usually, if you get really curious you can find out, you can identify the trigger had something to do with something else from your past. It had nothing to do with that actual person. What happens is that we normally blame other people for the things they do and say. But if we get curious about it, we'll realize that we're just being triggered because of something else entirely and that our reactions are a choice. Many of us think that our reactions are genetically inherited and that there's nothing we could do about it. I'm reacting because this is how everybody in my family has always reacted. My mom was emotional, so now I'm emotional. My dad got angry, and now I get angry. And I want you to know that's not true. Your reactions have nothing to do with genetics. Yes, your reactions are behaviors and habits that you learned through observational learning when you were a child. Yes, that is true. It is a behavior and now a habit that you learned, but it's not genetics. So you can change this habit and form a new one. You can choose how to respond and practice a more positive response over and over and over again until it becomes a new, healthier habit. And so If you do make a mistake and you yell at someone or you get really emotional because you were triggered by something, it's okay, but now the response should be to own up to it. Oh my gosh, that was completely my fault. I was triggered because this reminded me of something from my childhood and it had nothing to do with that person. I should go and apologize to that person. Because when we get triggered, like I said, it usually has nothing to do with the person who triggered us. It has to do with something else entirely. And if we continue to do these things frequently, stop trying to control them, get curious about them so you can find the root of the trigger, you'll start being able to control your emotions over time. You'll see that these emotions that once were being held up and stored in the body and only released in negative ways when you were triggered, you'll start to see that they're emotions that you can control. And it's really important to realize that your reactions are something you can control. I'm going to stress this one again. Sure, it might have been a learned behavior as a child, but now that you're an adult and you know that it's possible to control them, it's your responsibility to do that. So stop blaming your reactions and your emotional outbursts on other people. Take ownership, take accountability, and start working toward controlling your emotions. Eleanor Roosevelt actually said this quote, and I love this quote. I think it comes up in so many different areas of life, but she said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And I'm going to repeat that again. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And that fits into this perfectly because it doesn't matter what other people say and what other people do. If they trigger you and you respond negatively, it's because you're giving your consent you're allowing them to get under your skin. You're allowing that thing to trigger you and then emotionally explode. So what I want you to do is start practicing letting your emotions out. Find a healthy way to do that. Maybe you need to go for a long run. That's what I do when I, when I am feeling super emotional, either angry or upset, I go out and I go for a run and and I let my emotions out while I'm running. I mean if I am if I am on an angry run, you might see me grunting like I but I get my emotions out while I'm running. That might not be your thing. Maybe your thing is you have to go and punch a pillow. Maybe you have to pick the pillow up, put your face in it, and scream as loud as you can. Maybe you have to yell. Maybe you have to join a kickboxing class and punch a couple punching bags. Like You need to find a healthy way to get your emotions out on a regular basis because when you let your emotions out, then they're not all bottled up inside like a ticking time bomb that's ready to explode as soon as somebody triggers you. And then the second tip is to get really curious about your emotions. When you feel a strong emotion or when you get triggered by something, get curious about it. Find out why you just got so emotional. And you can usually connect it back to something from your childhood and realize that the trigger had nothing to do with that person or the thing that just triggered you. It has to do with something that's unresolved from when you were younger. So, those are my two big tips in mastering your emotions. And again, what Eleanor Roosevelt said no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. You start to control your emotions and master your emotions, you'll realize that other people have absolutely no impact on your day. You will be able to go through your day without letting other people's little small triggers get under your skin and you'll start being just a more happier, more blissful person because you'll naturally be letting your emotions out and not be bottling them up. So I hope this episode was helpful to you. That's all I got for you guys today. And if it was helpful to you, I want you to send it to somebody who needs to hear it. Maybe a friend, a sibling, a parent, a coworker, somebody that you care about. And again, please subscribe to the show and leave a review if you love the content. Another episode will be out in just a few days. So be patient. And until then, I love you. And I'm on this journey with you. Thank you guys for listening. If you like the show, please, please, please share it with someone you love, someone you care about. My goal is always to help people to make them feel loved and special and cared for and connected with. So if this episode helped you in any way, let's keep spreading all those good vibes. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Nicole Gonzalez Writes or my website at the exact same thing, NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. And remember, you guys, I love you and I will see you next week.